All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peach Reese 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction, and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're excited because we have a, a great conversation straight ahead of us here as we talk about entrepreneurship here in Erie, Pennsylvania, kind of our first go at it for the year 2023. And I'm going to go from my uh, left to right here, Brian Slaywin, the Director and Portfolio Manager of the Ben Franklin Technology Partners. Hey, Brian, good Hello. to see you. Great, great, great to be here. You got it. We've got Jordan Fuller, Director of Entrepreneurial Programs at the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership. Jordan, good to see you. Awesome. Thanks for having us back. And welcome to Drew Whiting. He's the Chairman of Erie's First dedicated angel fund known as the ice angel fund and uh uh drew i want you welcome thanks Hi, for Joel. being here and i want you to tell us a little bit about your story and how you came uh from uh your roots all the way to becoming uh the guy with the cash here in erie pa yeah not so sure about that but uh <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a buffalo guy uh born and raised uh, ended up out in the Midwest for school, uh, college and undergrad, and spent 15 years in Chicago before moving back to Erie last year. Um, I think the, the saying is something like within five years of having your first kid, you'll be within five miles or 50 minutes of your mother-in-law. Um, <laughs> and so here I am in Erie. My, so you uh, married an Erie girl? Married an Erie girl um, and... Uh, Made made the decision to come back after raising a couple toddlers through a pandemic. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, prior to moving back, uh, spent you know about eleven years before we moved working as an attorney for startups and venture capital funds, angel networks, doing deal diligence, helping founders navigate the venture financing cycles and everything else that can go wrong in between. Um, and along the way, you know, in a ecosystem in Chicago that was growing up through the, through that time, helped create a couple of investing circles that would then write checks to those startups at the time when they really had a hard time raising money from institutions themselves. Hmm. So um, having spent a bunch of time doing that, um, when I decided to move to Erie, I started to reach out to guys like Jordan and Brian and pretty quickly realized that there's a, there's a really uh, burgeoning entrepreneurial ecosystem here as well 
different scale. Um, it's a different type of entrepreneur. There's different types of opportunities here than what I'd been used to seeing, but very interesting. Um, so as you know, became more involved, just got interested in contributing and started to put my foot forward and say, look, we're going to do this. How can I help? Wow. And so here we are. We, there's a lot to unpack there, but I want to go back to Brian because kind of Brian has introduced entrepreneurship to us from like day one back in 2019 when we started the program. And Brian, I think within minutes of talking about entrepreneurship, we start talking about available capital. Right. Capital Is capital king basically when it comes to these entrepreneurs? Well, it sure doesn't hurt. <laughs> it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I think what's actually more critical than capital, and this is going to sound odd, is the environment in which that company is growing, right? So Erie's becoming that place where entrepreneurs are moving to to grow their business or they're already here and they see the opportunity to expand it. So that's super important is the ecosystem. Then having talented people like Drew, like my colleague Mike Walster, like so many other people who are mentors, guides, supporters, and helpers of those companies. And yeah, cash helps because when you're trying to figure out how to build your business, you need various types of capital as you go along the way. Typically, the first investment is yourself, then your friends and family, then it'll be an organization like ours, Ben Franklin, or through the accelerator program at the chamber, the, the fire accelerator uh, program. But then what? Then you gotta have the follow-on capital to continue to grow, to continue to hire people, continue to market. That's where the Ice Angel Fund comes in. And from there, you then go after A, a round money, B round money, private equity. So yeah, you need capital infusion along the way, in addition to a great ecosystem and really great mentors and supporters. It would be interesting to kind of see where these various organizations are at on that continuum because I would think that many just kind of say, okay, I've got my money into it and this is all I'm going to do and I'm going to keep this small. But Jordan, that doesn't move the ball forward when it comes to the kind of economic impact that we want our startups to have on the greater economy, right? Absolutely. So one of the things that we, we try and do is we never, whenever we're making an investment, we don't like to be the first money in, and we also don't like to be the only money in. Mm. And so that mm. implies a certain level of cooperation that needs to happen. This is a very non-competitive space because there's lots of room and there's lots of great ideas. So when you're, when you, if you're an entrepreneur- Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. Non-competitive for whom? For the investor or for the actual entrepreneur? For the investor. So Brian and I, are now co-invested in a, a number of deals um, that have either originated in the Ben Franklin portfolio and then gone on to go through our accelerator program. Or now we've seen a couple where they go through our accelerator program and then receive investment from Ben Franklin. Because this is, this is what an ecosystem working together and well really looks like, is talented entrepreneurs receiving the capital they need from organizations that are interested in pushing that forward. So the differential for a Chicago versus Erie, is it about how many strata uh, can be funded from, from local investors, I, would you say? I, th I think there's a couple things. Um, one, you know, traditionally 
and especially going back 10, 12 years in Chicago, people were trying to invest in these Chicagoland based companies to bring their, you know, hundreds of butts and seats into these, into the city, into the office space downtown. The model is kind of different now. Anybody can live anywhere, create something that's investable. And in a place like Erie, you can, because of the, you know, quality of life, cost of living, you can afford to take a risk where you might not otherwise have been able to in a large urban city like Chicago. Wow. Um, but where these deals, and, and you see the difference between Chicago and San Francisco or Boston as well, where you have a deal come to you that with a $20 million valuation with no revenue, it's from San Francisco. Whereas when you're in the Midwest or the Rust Belt, the people that are looking at those deals are a lot more practical they're used to seeing numbers that justify valuations and not paper napkin flyers. <laughs> and so these, so the, so the, ben sorry. the benefit, the benefit of that, if you look at Chicago's performance versus the Valley's performance over the last 10 years, Chicago's outperforming those markets by a long shot. And I think when you extrapolate that out to the rest of the Rust Belt, when you're going from Buffalo to Cleveland and down to Pittsburgh, and we're pretty well situated there, it's an opportunity that, for the investor, you're going to get companies that know they have to put up or get out. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have great opportunities at low valuations and low prices relative to those other other cities. Something to really pay attention to. Are you finding that there are investors hungry for these conduits? I mean, I, I, I think the last time we talked to the Jordan uh, at... Uh, at uh, Homecoming. Erie Homecoming, the the angel fund was really kind of coming to bear here. Uh, so, yeah, what I do think, you think? I mean, I, th I think there is a level of waking up that needs to happen. But mm -hmm. for those that already are awake, whether they live here or they've got roots here and they're looking at what's going on, there is definitely an appetite and a hunger to take advantage of some of the opportunities that are coming through places like the Fire Accelerator. Um, we're looking at a company right now that, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know that I've seen a better opportunity in the last 12 years anywhere. I've got, you know, people looking at it from the other coasts, the other side of the country that are like, how did you guys in Erie find this opportunity? And there's, there's a huge opportunity for much more of that. A few home runs here, a grand slam here, there in Erie puts us on the map will potentially draw companies that want to get started find a place where they can economically set up hire people establish a clean room a light manufacturing yeah. facility whatever it may be there are some examples you just need one or two of them and i think we're we're well on the way to that with some of the critical mass that's already been built up do we have like people knocking down our door to give us money right now to get this angel fund going not quite but it's not bad and my guess would be if things go the way they went in my past, I think in the next five years, that will be the case. We won't be the only group raising money to do this kind of thing. And that will draw more opportunities that feed, you know, further activity as well. So we, we just had a, a, a nice angel fund meeting last week. There were, I don't know, a dozen, 15 folks or so on a Zoom call. And at the end of the call, people are like, well, tell us the deals that are in the system right now. Like they're, what, what's going on? So yeah. we're organizing that to have a sort of a deal flow discussion. There's a lot of really interesting things going on here. Maybe share a few of those sure. um, as we talk today. But it's, it's, 
Joel, every time we come back, and it seems like it's every couple of months, something new and exciting has occurred. Another interesting company, more interesting entrepreneurs, more interested investors. We're talking to a guy who lives in Chicago and where's Drew? North Carolina, I think. Mm. It's just, it's a really interesting time to be here. It's interesting because Drew's talking about, you know, homers and grand slams. I think we, we, we're satisfied, or at least we had been satisfied doubles. with with the singles and doubles. A bunch of doubles, and I I think a those things those things do work, and they'll be there too. Uh, but that's that eerie, you know, you know, yeah. There's mentality, unfortunately. There's justification for that mentality, but there's also a way to shake that up a little bit too, and I yeah. I think that's what we're well on our way to doing. That's super exciting. So I getting people to believe it's there's a it, it sounds silly, but there's a you have to create some FOMO and that's it naturally happens when people see success happening on the other side of the street. They're like, Oh, it's, there's a line over there. Let's go get in it. Yeah. And I think that's, that'll naturally happen here. Yeah. That's so huge to, to, to think of um, that. We could turn that narrative around of, mm -hmm. you know, people having their hand out for a little bit of extra operating cash to, you know what, you're going to miss this one. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, five more, uh, uh, you know, apartments may not be the best use of your of the, your uh, investment at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's that's what they do. It's, they go they go to the safe haven of real estate or or what have it, you. Around here. You know? it, and even right now, I mean, I started doing this coming out of a recession where a lot of people that have that kind of wealth we're, we're looking at what just happened to their holdings in the market and saying, what else is out there? Because yeah. I thought that was safe, but guess what? Yeah, It's not that safe. And real estate was something I thought was really safe, and that's not even that safe. So if I've got an opportunity to take a little bit more risk for a much higher potential yield, and I can help my community along the way, why not do that? Mm -hmm. And you start to see more and more people talking to their friends and showing up at those kinds of meetings and writing little checks that become bigger ones. So hang on, gentlemen, we're going to go to our first break. Entrepreneurship here on the radio. Uh, it's the Joel Natalie show. And uh, we've, we've got uh, with us Brian Slaywin, Jordan Fuller and uh, Drew Whiting. Uh, uh, Drew is from the, uh, the Angel Fund, the Ice Angel Fund. And so how old is the fund? Uh, and, uh, do you do you talk about like levels like what's how much is invested in that? So if you remember, gosh, about a year ago, a year and a half, about two. a year and a half yeah. ago, um, we we came out with this idea of the fire and ice program. Right. Yeah, so we talked about it at exactly. last year's yeah. homecoming, right. the twenty one. And so this is the whole thing coming together. So right. you got the fire accelerator, which is our annual business accelerator program. We bring in startups from around the world that are interested in what's going on in here in Erie, or we find local entrepreneurs and support them as well. I still love the idea of the fans along the big, the big buildings from Absolutely. a couple of, you know, I mean, you know, I, I actually pitched that to, um, to, to the folks at EM, the EMI project, uh -huh. the redevelopment authorities. Like you got to put some fans that, you know, put some, uh, <laughs> some wind along that big, long building that you're Absolutely. building. And that's you know? it. And we're talking about Erie girls, another Erie girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great project. So that's the accelerator program. Okay, so yeah. can I share with you that that project actually has someone with a real tall building looking at it? 
go for it. Oh, like a tall building. Okay. I'll tell you more about when we're on the air. <laughs> this just happened last week. That's that, incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, of course, you know, you were here, Brian. We were talking about food and beverage last time. We did. And we did. now I can't go anywhere without seeing Rebecca Stein's Blind Tiger. Right. Like, talk about a trajectory there. 230 locations across the globe. Obviously, most of the United States. Yeah. From right here in Erie, gl- literally growing every day. She's going out to a party in Santa Monica yep. in a week or so uh, to be feted by the West Coast investors. She has a, a partner who she they're bringing her out there and going to have a whole blind tiger thing. It's a deal. I mean, it's a really big deal. She's talking to real heavy hitters in that industry. And, and, and Drew, you don't normally see things like consumer products in a town coming out of here, although we have a huge uh, DNA. I mean, I mean, from curtsy foods to to uh, what the the, the, fla- the, the, right. the yeah, den, den dressing, dressing and the right. and the, the flash freezing of fish. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was I was just going to say, I think. Smith's hot dogs. Smith's Don't hot ever dog. forget well, Smith's hot These dogs. are the types of towns where that kind of thing comes from. Um, like General Mills in Buffalo. And you, you name the hot dog company in every city. We have 15 breweries, or I think, at the last time I counted, right. here in Erie. Um, and a couple of distilleries. And the reason that those things take off is because you create a local ecosystem that supports those people that says, look, if you want to go bigger, you can go bigger. We're here. We're behind you. Yeah. And there's an environment of people and environment and talent and people that can help you do that. Um, so that maybe if you you're happy being, you know, a couple guys in a garage mm-hmm. making beer, great. But if you want to have a dis- distribution facility and become regional or national, we can help you do that, too. And I, that's that's a big part of this. It's creating that culture and fostering it, and keeping it going allows those things to grow. Yeah, the other yeah. thing we were talking about is this idea of capital. Yes, those are very capital intensive businesses to do. Right. To set up a bottling. I mean, if you're doing it Mm -hmm. by yourself, you know, a bottling system is expensive. And that's why a place like Erie is the perfect place to do something like that, because your cost of capital and everything else is significantly lower than it would be in a lot of the places that you typically would think of for entrepreneurs. Look at I mean, payroll. Is, is one of the, one of the easiest ones. Even if you're paying a national average salary, you're better off having that person in Erie because think about how much more they can do with that dollar and how mm-hmm. much happier they will be here. Um, a local Matt White up the street. He talks about how his mortgage on his house is as much as his parking spot cost when he was living in California. That's un- unbelievable. He's wow. bringing top tier engineering and developing talent from across the country into Erie. He's up to 30 some people working over there now. We're talking about White Thorn Games, right? Yep. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the same is true. A, a company that mm-hmm. both um, the Chamber and Ben Franklin are invested in is PS Energy. I mean, really, yeah, the, that's our Carl, right? Carl yep. Nicolia. Yeah. yeah. The same story, right? Interesting technologies, recruiting people from all over the country to come to Erie, living in Erie, working in Erie, to build this really interesting company in the energy sector, which of course is critical for everything mm-hmm. going on going forward. So yeah, it, it's really starting to happen. You know, at both the low end, medium end, the high end. I mean, we're talking to all kinds of really interesting things going on. I, I did want to mention real quickly what's really important is the work that Erie's Black Wall Street is doing 
and Paramount Pursuits are doing. Working with, I'm gonna call the underrepresented founders, founders who don't get to see those opportunities, create a culture where they recognize, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here and they can step in and Erie's Black Wall Street is really, I mean, they're doing a great job with the things that they're trying to do. I'm really excited to see what more they can be doing. And, and you want, again, you're fostering that culture of opportunity and possibility. I had a caller yeah. uh, call in before you guys came. He wanted me to ask you all about the use of tech. You know, uh, we've got, uh, you know, when we talk about the Beehive, for example, yeah. you know, it starts at the Idea Lab with their 3D printers. How and all the kids in the in the universities are learning 3D printing, uh, you know, uh, what do they call the prototyping and so on. How how important is tech? Obviously, tech has got to be amazingly important. But are there opportunities for our kids, our, our, our graduates to plug into some of these uh, these companies here? Absolutely. And we. Brian just mentioned one PS Energy. Hi, I just think it's like seventy-five percent of their workforce comes from local universities. Okay. Um, while there is a significant portion that gets recruited in, a lot of that's coming from Penn State and Gannon from their engineering schools. They're getting plugged in as interns and then sticking around after. There's these opportunities all over the place. I think I can think of. At about a dozen or so interns right now working for Fire Accelerator alumni. Um, this is real opportunities that are happening with startups and entrepreneurs right here in Erie. And they, and they have they're getting the skills that the tech skills in the university in order to be. Um, uh, well, applicable. they're getting a good base. Okay, right? OJT is always the most critical 100%. skill, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, they're getting a great base. I mean be a graduate of Penn State or a graduate of Gannon. I mean, that looks good on every resume. Mm -hmm. and, and again, Mercyhurst, you could be in marketing. Sure, sure, sure. You, could be in, you know, that whole thing. So uh, you get a really good base, but more importantly, you get like a thirst, a hunger for learning and a hunger for being involved. That's what I see so unique about these students that are coming out and getting involved, right? They're reaching out to us at Ben Franklin or Jordan at the chamber hey, man, I want an internship with a company that's doing this. Mm -hmm. We'll get them connected, and they'll go off and do it. And you're at thing. Knowledge Park, right? I mean, uh, Ben Franklin? So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, that's, that's got to be pretty uh, crucial link with the Barron students, I would think. It absolutely is. It absolutely. Yeah. You know, we spend as much time as we can downtown sure, because that's where it's sort of happening. Um, spend a bunch of time at Radius, a bunch yeah. of time at IHAC. But, yeah, getting connected with those young big brains that just need a bit of direction and encouragement um yeah it's that's what we do and it's super super cool to do it all right we got to go to our bottom of the hour news break when we come back i want to talk about uh this idea of fostering a investment context or culture you know to get people's eyes to uh get from the you know, I like to say the Erie's like the show me state. We're like Missouri, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> and Brian knows a little bit about Missouri. <laughs> we'll come back after this here on Talk Erie. We're getting things kicked off here on a Monday big time here. And uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to put your headphones on. Let's grab a phone call uh, and uh, we'll get some answers here. Hey, you're live with my guests here on the Joel Natale show. Go ahead. Uh, gentlemen, have you considered investing in 3D technology and opening up an incubator for the graduates that are learning this stuff in the local colleges and universities? 
considering we're doing it. I mean, if you've gone up to Barrand, have you been up to Barrand? No, but I'm aware of the colleges. But I, uh, I'm talking about uh, a, that incubator up there is employer-specific, though, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure it's employer-specific, but if, let's say you've got an interesting idea and you want to develop the, the widget that makes that idea happen. So you can go to the Idea Lab in the Blasco Library. You can learn all about 3D printing. Anyone can do it. It's free. That's the amazing part. All you have it's to do so is buy crazy. the little plastic stuff, which is like, what, you know, a penny per a ton or something. <laughs> right. Or you can go also go up to Barrand. No, it's not employee specific, or excuse me, employer specific. It's interesting people with interesting ideas. I've referenced, I think, Jordan, you as well. Um, people to go up and talk to Jake Marsh, get involved in the Innovation mm -hmm. Commons, get those super smart, big brain young people to help you with your project, and then make uh, 3D. So 3D is definitely a, a, a something of interest to us. There's plastics 3D, there's short-run metal, additive metal uh, 3D. Uh, Penn State Barron has just built the advanced manufacturing a facility going on up there yeah, yeah. so you you're, and, and you're spot on. has stuff like this too and so on he, he, you're yeah. spot on caller um yeah 3d is a thing and there's a lot of capital being deployed thanks for the call appreciate it um are the have we gotten yet to um i know we're not going to do like actual human dna or stem cells with 3d but they can like make organs with artificial stuff can't they uh uh way of way over here <laughs> i have no I idea it's, get, it's getting there isn't it's it beyond <laughs> meat <laughs> beyond meat. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. well look what's uh, going on at the mcgee women's center oh, right yeah. this company that we won't name but that drew referenced earlier there's uh, the stuff going on at lecom the stuff going on in the hospital systems here there's all kinds of really interesting innovative ways of looking at how we make our our uh, lives better, sure. healthier, and that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Let, let's uh, talk about this kind of harvesting a crop of investors. I I, I think uh, it's important to talk about when we uh, Jordan and I uh, talked on uh, at homecoming about the idea of actually training these angel investors because it is a different way to look at return on investment, right? Absolutely. So. Uh, one of the things that we did a couple of years ago, we, we looked at the ecosystem and we said, what's missing from this? And time and again, what it was, was capital. Mm -hmm. And But the first thing to capital, as you mentioned, is interest, awareness, and accessibility. So we have to teach people that are of high net worth the different types of investments that can be made, how to make them, and how to look at that. So we developed in partnership with the Angel Capital Association uh, an educational curriculum that'll take you basically from knowing nothing about risk capital investing to enough that you could start to have a conversation and be just enough to be dangerous, but uh, in, in the interest level to be able to take it to the next level. And then we took it to the next logical step after batting this idea around. Brian had this idea of Venture Investor Academy, and that's what's become the Ice Angel education. Uh, and then the next step after that is, okay, well, we trained you up and you know how to make investments, but you how do you actually make them? Yeah, that's where the Ice Angel Fund comes in, and we got we were blessed that Drew decided to come back, to, come to Erie at the right time, and the right skill sets and the right people are sort of coming around this, and they're all coming together, and we're on the verge of doing some really cool stuff 
for some really cool entrepreneurs. Drew, I want to ask you, are, are folks kind of open-minded about types of investments or are there things that rise to the top that seem to interest your eerie audience, if you will? Yeah, um, I've had a few questions from people as I've been socializing the fund and the idea. Um, look, this has been tried before and it didn't work or it did work, but then it kind of fizzled out or, you know, where are you going to find deals in Erie? Come on. Like, wh what are we actually investing in here? And what's the size of the fund? Well, how far is that actually going to go? Those kinds of questions, all very, very valid questions that I had myself when I first started talking to Jordan and Brian. And I think not every company that we're going to invest in here in Erie is something that's like sitting in the backyard right now. The fire accelerator drew people in international based companies that want to now relocate to Erie and set up shop here. And then there's a lot of other really cool entrepreneurial opportunities that will come out of the colleges here and will come out of just talented people in town for sure. There will be deal flow, whether it's directly in Erie or it's people that are accessible from and any mo different types of uh, relationships we have with universities here and in other nearby cities. Mm -hmm. So deal flow is probably the first question I get asked, like what, what deals are we actually looking at here? Um, that's, I, I, I think the answer to that is we'll show you. Okay. And we're not asking you to like throw money into a black box and never ask a question. It's we 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 want you to participate. We want you to see this stuff. I want you to be as surprised as I was when I showed up <laughs> to the to the demo night for for the fire accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's part of what that's kind of the first step is getting people to understand that yes, there are actually deals here. I think people think about tech investing and startup investing like it's got to be some super high tech idea from yeah. out in Silicon Valley for some technology you can't understand in an industry that you've only tangentially ever come close That's why to. you have 20 million with no revenue. That's, but that's not true. <laughs> if you don't understand it, right? That is not true at all. Most of the really successful businesses are just, they're people that have worked in an industry like insurance or an industry hmm. in the hospitality industry or manufacturing for two decades. And they come out of there and they're like, look, there's this process that we have that's just completely inefficient. What is there a college kid in town that I can work with to just write code to make that more efficient? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, or look, there's a component that's been made out of, you know, some material that's kind of outdated or it's a pollutant or whatever. And and now we need to come up with a different solution. We've got a plastics resource in town. We've got light manufacturing all over this town. We can go and create a prototype. We could create a prototype with 3D printers up at Barrand with any kind of material you can imagine. And there's a new business and it's not some crazy thing that mm -hmm. you can't explain to your your grandfather yeah like it's a it's a no-brainer like nuts and bolts kind of thing that's just an improvement that takes somebody that's willing to take a risk and put themselves out there living in a town where the cost of living allows you to do that let me so, uh, maybe uh, let me have a really great okay. eerie has a really great entrepreneurial history right right if you go back 98 years Two dudes who were insurance salesmen decided to do it a better way. Well, Erie Insurance showed up, right? Now, 100 years later, I mean, all these people, all of this opportunity, the money that's been generated out of there makes our city look completely different than it did even a decade ago. Yeah. You've got Jim Berlin with Logistics Plus. You know, he was a logistics guy. Yeah. He started a company. He's got all these people that are employed. You, it, it, you, it, interesting with that one is that 
he was in Western New York, found that Northwest PA was the promised land for him. Yes. Pretty amazing when yeah. you think about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's going to be more of that as... That's what we're un- Unfortunately, New York seems to be yeah, killing you, people with regulations. You don't, and, you don't have to be like the shining star on the hill. You just... You, know, you just if you see your neighbor not taking care of their lawn, just if you mow their lawn, you look better. <laughs> bring <laughs> let, them down. Let me ask you about the the angel fund and so far as are you actually managing a portfolio that would kind of have uh, companies come and go into that fund? How does that work? So, Joel, the the, the beautiful thing about and Drew mentioned that he wants people. We're not asking for do you just trust us and say go for it. We want you to be involved. We want you to have the conversation. Ask your questions. This is a member managed fund. So the people of Erie that put their money in are deciding what kinds of companies and which companies will in, and ultimately receive that investment and then play a role in nurturing those companies and helping them grow to the point that they can receive that uh, that return at the end. So yes, there will be a portfolio element to that, but that deals can originate from anywhere. And so if you've got an idea and you're thinking, well, I need some capital, reach out to Brian and I, we'd love to have a conversation. Well, the fund isn't ready to start making investments, Ben Franklin and the chamber and a bunch of other people are. And so we're we're ready and willing to have those conversations. T- tell me about where public and private come together on this. Um, and, and I have a, a follow-up, but uh, are you guys, do you guys uh, tap into uh, DCED stuff and, uh, you know, local stuff, ARP money and things like that. Cares about, sure. Cares about so, I mean, the angel fund is the ideal model for where that public and private can cross over. Ben okay. Franklin will be investing. The chamber will be investing. A lot of other institutional money will go in. And then there will be private money that goes in as well mm-hmm. to then do the investment. So, yeah, DCED, Ben Franklin is DCED, or DCED is, you know, we're part of part of that. That's so, right. You got the big chunky sure. money last, right. last time we right. talked to you. What was it? So, 13 million or whatever? Uh, 20. But, you know, who's <laughs> counting them up, friends? <laughs> So we're writing checks between $10,000 and a million. It's crazy. So we want, so there's that structure. And as uh, Jordan just described, it's member managed. You are going to be making those decisions. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I found super interesting was, let's say the the angel fund makes an investment into a company. Well, all those other investors, people who know about the deal, they can still put more money in. And frankly, if you look at it from a returns perspective, that's where the returns are mm-hmm. in when you put in the extra money to ride this company into an exit or a growth or whatever it might be. So yeah, there's public money, there's private money, um, there's no taxpayer money. That's super important. Okay. One of the things that uh, that comes up a lot on social media uh, when it comes to uh, the, the dollars and the funds that are out there is that there's a perception by some, I don't think it's a majority perception, but it's a minority perception that you really need to know somebody to get access to these dollars. And I know you guys have heard this, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Talk they, about, they know uh, us, me, Jor- Brian and Jordan from Ben Franklin in the chamber. You don't need to know somebody. And if you feel like you do, but make the, the, a phone is, call. Yeah. Is there, is there some kind of sainted, no. Place you have to be in order to access the the investments. No, um, I would say you have to be off your butt. Yes, right. Um, 
and right, paying right, attention. Right. Nobody's going to just give it to you right. because – Well, part of what we're doing I, – I want to back up for a second too because I think this is really important. It's the only reason that I agreed to get involved with this in the first place is that in almost any other fund that people invest in – and I know this is this is has a history of this in Erie as well – there's usually people running it that have some take at the end of the day. They're getting paid fees. They're getting paid some sort of carried interest. None of that here. We have some very small fees, mostly subsidized by mm-hmm. ARC, uh, not-for-profit. Yeah. And it, because it's member-managed um, and because we have active people that are kind of keeping things together, making sure people see the deals as they come in, there's there is a real ability to have an impact even if you if you just write the minimum check and there's also the comfort that like somebody isn't trying to swindle you out of money just to make like a couple bucks at the end of the day none of us are getting anything out of this except for the ability to create something that everybody can be part of um so that's i think a really important thing to know too because specifically for people in erie um i i know there's been some of that in the past um Get, I, can you remind me of your question? Well, again? it just, <laughs> just the, I, well, we were talking, you hear this, well, it, you know, that you got to know, know somebody to get access to this yeah. money, you know, I, and whether, whether it is ARP grants or, or, you know, entrepreneurial investments. So, or so I think it's really important to note that this is a private effort by private individuals. Yeah. This is, this is not tapping into those three letter words and those three letter agencies or whatever it is, these are individual actors that have looked at the ecosystem and said, there's a gap here and we want to be a part of the solution for moving it forward. These how, are- How much of this though has to be, like you said, you gotta get off your can. I mean, you really have to be smart about promoting and being excited about your project. I mean, you, re- you do need to create an elevator pitch. You do need to create uh, and submit a decent big idea. Uh, you but know. we work with you on that. So that's awesome. I, I hear this. We all hear like you, you, you got to right? know the this, special this is people. Not something I'm coming up with. Right? Everyone here, throughout the entire ecosystem, and Jordan says this great, but it, no wrong door. We've talked about no wrong door before, right, Joel? It doesn't matter whose door you knock on. Somebody is responsible for making sure. They talk with you, understand what you're trying to do, and then get you introduced to the right person who can help you next. I mean, I can't imagine if you're off your hiney and you're actually doing something, it kind of doesn't matter. Just knock on someone's door and say, I've got an idea and I need some help. Whether it's the universities, the chamber, Ben Franklin, Drew individually, Radius, uh, Gannon, SBDC, ETA. I mean, there's only a thousand of these outlets out there. (laughs) I, I hear it. I get it. It's just not true. We're available. If you're interested, we're available. Well, again, it, it, sometimes it's easier to claim yourself as a victim than to, you know, say, hey, maybe my idea wasn't good enough well, to that. get the there's get the dollars, too. you know. Yeah, there's that. All right. We, we've got to bring this plane in for a landing. got about three minutes left. Um, what does 2023 look like? in the broader uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem here are because everybody's saying we've got to we've got to have jobs we've got to get more jobs in Erie and 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 you know of course that narrative is getting turned on its ear because there's sure is a heck of a lot of jobs out there in fact are your companies having trouble recruiting have you seen any of that a little a little yeah but I also think that the the premise of the question is what does 2023 look like is not really 
what an angel fund looks at either. And that's not what an entrepreneurial ecosystem should be looking at either. I mean, we, this, this is a mid to long game of 2025 to 2030. We're planting seeds right now and we're gonna continue watering them. And if we do the job that we're supposed to do and do it well, I think that in five, five years, seven years, we're gonna have a few exits that are really nice. We're gonna have a ton of jobs that are naturally created out of those. And it's gonna create momentum that just makes that entire thing sustainable. And we don't have to sit, you know, in, in meeting rooms, you know, over and over and over again and, and beg people to wake up and look at this. It's gonna be right in front of them and things will actually continue to move by themselves. But we do need a lot of idea people on the front end of the pipeline because not yeah. every idea is going to come mm -hmm. to fruition. We just need to keep pushing that that spirit of ingenuity, don't we? But I think Drew said it really well. We've got about five years to set up Erie for the next 50 years. And that's why we're pushing so hard. All of our organizations and dozens that we're not mentioning here are really pushing very hard to make these five years matter. Mm. And so, yeah, if you've got a crazy idea, it may not be so crazy. Come talk to us. We know stuff, right? We can I see the kernel in the chaff, or um, bad analogy, mm. but we can see what's going on and say, hey, if you maybe shaped it like this, there's something here. I mean, Erie is really blessed with riches of entrepreneurial support. So many organizations real and individuals who are really interested in growing this place. I mean, we're sitting across from this amazing building that's mm -hmm. going up, right? And everything that's going on in, uh, on Perry Square and just all over the place, you see all this stuff going up. It's like, wow, this, I mean, someone had to start. Right. And they started and now look what it is. And now we're continuing and off we go to the next. Do you think that we're going to get to a point where we will see more service providers. I think, again, when we talked about food and beverage, we were talking about wouldn't it be cool to have like a radius type of co-working mm -hmm. just for food and beverage where we can, you know, do the bottling and do the, the really sourcing great. and stuff. Uh, I had another conversation talking about, um, uh, I think it was crypto mining or something. I mean, like, we're, like a collective that way. Yeah. Do you see us working together a bit those, that so, way? Those are the natural consequences of this kind of activity right. and why it's so important. So it, it's, and we've been talking a lot about the city, but this is not just a city thing. You look at some of the work like Impact Corey is doing out in Corey mm -hmm. with their catch center. They're taking a hospital that's been empty and turning it into some of the things you're talking about, a co-working space, a data center, a childcare facility, education, all these sort of things. This It's not just here, out at Edinburgh. They're looking a lot of the students they're putting out there in the creative space are starting businesses and working at the major studios. This is happening, and it's not just here in the city. There's little pockets of it everywhere throughout this county. And as long as you have the, the ability or the access to being able to talk to someone, pick up the phone, send an email to one of us, we'll get you connected to the people you need to talk to to take it to that next level. It's that whole idea of no wrong door. I love it. We're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you guys so, so much. Brian Slaywin, Director of, uh, and Portfolio Manager of Ben Franklin Technology Partners. Jordan Fuller, Director of the Entrepreneurial Programs at the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership. And Drew Whiting, the Chairman of the Erie Ice Angel Fund. Thank you guys so, so much. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having thank us. You. you got it. 
You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.
You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>